0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee.
1: And just like that, we are back.
0: Happy Friday.
1: Yep, Happy Friday.
0: Cheers to the Friday.
1: And guess what? It's sunny outside. The rain is gone. Finally.
0: Finally. Leave us
1: alone, damn storm. Oh
0: my gosh! Flooding
1: storms, get... water like enough.
0: I'm gonna get my car washed.
1: <laughs> oh, that's gonna feel good. Yeah. Nice it's and clean feel and fresh. So good because I hate. I'm gonna do the same. I'm going to get the little Lexus clean probably later today. It's just dirty, filthy. You know, you're dragging in dirt from the ground, mud. Yeah,
0: I like to do that after a rain. Yeah. After yeah. a bout with mm-hmm. rain because, ugh, I hate a dirty car.
1: Yeah, I know, right? I just can't stand it. It makes you feel dirty. Yeah, I just like get like, like it that clean. too, like I start feeling dirty.
0: I just like it clean, and what can I say? Yes. Um, how's it going? Going Good. Everything's going good. good.
1: Yep. Because my cold shower this morning woke me right up. I was tired, but it zapped me right up.
0: Your little uh, deficit is good? My who? Your deficit. Like you're in a deficit. You're in a fat loss phase, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's going good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Training like twice a day sometimes. Staying busy. Keep myself my active and moving. That's mm-hmm. the main thing. Stay active and moving.
0: Yeah. That's for sure. I don't That's sit for around for too much. Um. Let's see. What do I have going on? Oh, I wanted to tell you, I was reviewing the stats for the podcast. I was just really like looking at, are we growing? Are we becoming part of more people's lives?
1: Or are we boring and people hate what we or have to talk about? Or are people dropping off? Because yeah.
0: if people are dropping off, that would be that would be a problem. That'd be a problem. <laughs> right? Because we're yeah. dedicating so much time to this. But yeah. no, it's growing. Good. It's growing. Thank like, you, guys. I was looking at the stats just year over year, and it's crazy how much... How much it's grown.
1: And it's crazy because there's so much competition. There's millions of podcasts mm-hmm. out there, but very few ever get off the launch pad because it takes years. You know why? It you know what's years. so
0: funny? Because with everything else, what do I always talk about with weight loss or whatever? Yeah. What does it require?
1: Patience. Consistency. And consistency and time. It you have time. to be consistent. the most important.
0: Because your audience needs to know when they're going to get content you have to be consistent yes you can't just throw up a podcast here and there because you'll Uh -uh. fall out of someone's you'll fall out of their rotation yeah of course then you then they're not going to
1: follow they're not interested in what you got to say like oh just hear it once a week once every two weeks no that doesn't work it's part of everybody's routine like me when i go off my walks i listen to some podcasts on youtube or i listen to joe rogan Mm -hmm. you
0: know yeah so it's growing and i think Thanks to everybody that listens. Like yes. it's amazing. Thank you guys. And this is like the potematic stats. So these are the stats of the actual people who are listening. Um, YouTube is growing too. So oh, it's like, nice. starting to grow. It's like different, <clears throat> it's like different audience over on YouTube. Yeah. But I do want to say something that we are thinking about doing. And if you're watching us on YouTube, sound off in the comments. Let us know if this is something you guys would be interested in. But it will also be a po- regular podcast and on YouTube but doing coffee breaks where several times during the week we will have shorter very topic specific episodes. Yeah. Little coffee breaks basically little yep. like 5 minute, 10 minute on a very specific topic or a very specific incident or headline or you know weight loss or supplement or w- whatever, you know. Yeah. And so that's we are thinking about doing that. Let us know if that's something you'd be interested in because uh
1: please let us know
0: yeah it would help us just to get an idea if you'd be interested And as always if you are loving the podcast please take take a moment to leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts We greatly appreciate that you guys okay hot coffee i have a hot coffee right off the presses that i just okay read alec baldwin is going to be charged huh for involuntary manslaughter in that murder of the uh the director, or I don't know which her no position way. was. No yeah. way. They're going to charge him. They're going to charge him. How's that possible? They announced it. They announced it, negligence on the, on the set, and after reviewing the evidence, the, the investigators turned over the evidence to the DA at the end of October. The DA has reviewed the evidence and decided to charge not only Alec Baldwin, um, somebody, two other people, but one person took a plea deal already. So he's probably cooperating. Of course.
1: Of course. Took a plea
0: deal. And uh, they're going to file charges on the other two people. Um, How do I feel about it? I don't know. Obviously, there's reasons why they feel that there's negligence. And if you have to think about it from the side of the family, if they feel like there was real negligence and they lost a family member because of it, they want someone to pay for it. Somebody
1: did that on purpose. Who the hell put a loaded bullet? A, I thought these guns were supposed to be prop guns, but I guess not. Well, I don't know. I don't
0: that's know. what the investigation. That's we don't know. If yeah. Someone did it on purpose. Yeah, we yeah, don't know yeah, anything yeah. about the investigation. Yeah, and what it they're not saying somebody. They're, they said involuntary manslaughter. Yeah. What that means is they're according yes. to their investigation, it's negligence of procedures, proper procedures for having weapons on a set were not they were not adhered to. Yeah, and so who then becomes responsible? The head, the executive producer. Wow. Becomes yeah. responsible. So that's where Alec Baldwin falls in. Ooh. So do I feel like um he's gonna be convicted? I don't know. It depends on the evidence. I'd like to know the evidence. I love that kind of stuff. But um if anything, even if maybe their case is not strong, I think it's to send a message.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like to tell Hollywood, tighten it up.
0: Yeah, tighten it up.
1: And not to get too off topic here. Off subject, but you know whose son died that way on set by yeah. accident? Bruce, Bruce Lee, Brandon Lee. Mm-hmm. We, for sure, there was foul play there, 100%. 100%. Oh,
0: so that wasn't negligence. That was foul play? That was,
1: we, majority of us believe that was foul play, that they wanted to take his son out because oh. the name Lee. There's
0: a lot of oh. things behind it, but. well,
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Who knows? That but, shouldn't be happening, though.
0: But yeah, so I think, I really think it's to send a message because when you realize you can be held personally liable. Yeah. Um, because now that he's charged criminally, guess what that opens up?
1: Civil. civil. Oh, for sure. They should, and civil, they should be compensated. Civil 100%.
0: has a lot less burden standard.
1: Yeah, their family get paid. I mean, they were they were negligent. There's anyway, no way to wrap so that, around it.
0: That's a hot coffee. Onto <clears throat> one other topic that's a hot coffee topic for me. Um, we didn't actually talk about it on the last episode, and I I just probably slipped my mind. But the death of Lisa Marie Presley.
1: Oh, sad.
0: That one hit me. It just like was a knife in my heart. I'm very, I loved watching Elvis movies growing up. My mom loved Elvis. So you remember
1: when she was a little girl too?
0: Yes, I just remember, I don't remember, she's older than I am, but I just remember her as a little girl through movies, through Mm -hmm. learning about the family, through everything through my mom. And fun fact, I was potentially gonna be a Lisa Marie. Oh. So what happened was my mom and my aunt were pregnant at the same time. And my mom had already picked a name. This is what my, this is the story per my parents, by the way, my mom had already picked a name and that was Janine and my mom loved it. It was my, a newscaster that my dad loved called Janine Yoma, channel four news. <laughs> and, um, she shared it with my aunt who was pregnant also, but a little ahead of her. So she was going to have her baby first. Yeah, And my aunt, was going to take the name she was she had kind of like wanted it and so she was like oh maybe i'll name my daughter janine so then my mom was really upset and she did a little um, uh
1: wait 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 hold up she was gonna name your cousin janine too yeah
0: because my mom hadn't had me yet and i think my mom shared some names with her and she was gonna pick that name and according to my mom this is according to my mom and my dad so then my mom in order to get to shift her to a different name mm-hmm. thought because my the backup was going to be lisa marie because mm-hmm. after lisa marie presley yes and my mom told my aunt like what you know how about you name her lisa marie after lisa marie presley my aunt got all excited decided to go with that name my mom got the name janine back and That's hence funny my cousin who's probably listening right now uh lisa. got the name lisa marie and yes
1: what's your middle name though marie it's, it is marie yeah okay i'm not tripping janine marie
0: uh-huh. so she got a little
1: I, part of the name
0: yeah i still got a little part of it yeah. but yeah so that is a fun fact my aunt and my mother loved elvis and named her lisa marie um so she died on January 12th. Of they they don't know. They've done uh, an autopsy, but they don't know what cause of death, but obviously it was cardiac arrest, but we don't know what led to the cardiac arrest. Um she I saw her a few days before on Golden the Golden Globes Globes for because Austin, whatever that guy's name is, Austin Butler was nominated for the movie Elvis. Yes. She did not look well. No. She looked very the ill. The look
1: in her eyes remind me of the look of the eyes in her dad. Remember when yeah. that last performance he did? Just, yes. He looked like he was just glazed over, like he was there but wasn't there.
0: Right. She looked very ill. She needed help even kind of walking. She looked very ill. So maybe there was things that we don't know um, in terms of her health. But sadly, she lost her son in 2020 to suicide at 27 years old. And she became a recluse after moms. that. Yeah. Yeah, She literally has hardly been seen since he, she was very close with him. They had matching tattoos.
1: Um, Is this her firstborn?
0: Yes. Uh... Her firstborn son. And he died of suicide and just heartbreaking. And she was just broken after that. But um, the cause of death is to be determined. I mean, she struggled with um, drug addiction off and on. She actually got addicted to opioids from a prescription, similar to her dad. It's
1: always these damn prescriptions, yeah. and these doctors are never held accountable, mm-hmm. dude. They all get free passes.
0: She got. She went. She had a hospital stint. Got prescribed opioids. Got addicted. Spent many years of her adult life kind of like in and out of rehab one thing i didn't know about her was she practiced scientology with priscilla for quite a few years i
1: didn't even know her Her mom was into Scientology. they
0: were i don't know if priscilla is now but yeah lisa left scientology um years ago like over a decade ago but she was part of all of that oh
1: man yeah. they're weirdos sorry sorry, sorry. scientology sorry, people, but, but that's yeah. my opinion of it. I, i'm not weird... i'm not a fan no not at all
0: but the interesting thing is gosh she like met the same fate her dad had. You yeah. know? Her dad, I think his official cause of death, people always think or they they say overdose, he did not actually die of an overdose. No. His his drug abuse may have contributed obviously to his heart disease and all of that. Yeah. But he actually died of heart disease, of heart failure. Yeah. At 42.
1: 42. It's, that's very His diet long. was bad, that's why. Like super bad from what I heard What His diet
0: and drug abuse and yes. sleep and yes. everything. Oh, yeah, all his lifestyle time. medicine, which is what? Lifestyle is the leading cause of chronic heart conditions. Yes. We know this. Mm-hmm. And it also is just a big reminder, and I know we've talked about this a lot, but how your parents and your family and their health and is a window into what you could expect. Yep. You know, we talked about this just on the you gotta last know episode. What's
1: in your What's in your bloodline, and and get ahead of it. Don't wait till it's too late. So if you know, like me, I have had blood pressure. I gotta be ahead of it because if not,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna have a stroke and possibly die.
0: It's crazy, scary. Does your dad take blood pressure medication? Oh yeah, he has to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's a I wonder, survivor. like,
0: what his um, blood pressure is.
1: I don't
0: know. And I wonder if they monitor it and all of that.
1: I'm sure they do. He one thing about him, though, he, he moves. He's up and moving. He not he, he doesn't stay sedentary. He loves a walk. And
0: he's got 75 disabilities. 75 years old. He's got disabilities.
1: His... You see, he, he has a hard time with his balance. And yeah, he's a he... stroke survivor. He's had several strokes, so he hasn't been the same since. Yeah, one still...
0: side of his body is.
1: He struggles, yeah. But he still, he gets up and moves. Doesn't stop him. He yeah. gets up and move.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. That's why I'm saying, if your dad can walk, the streets and hills of San Francisco with disabilities and no cane at 75 no walker years old.
1: R- refuses. I told him, Dad, use a cane, a walking stick. He refuses. Like like, bro, like you still have pride at this age? Come on, man. He's got pride though. Like, Dad, you're seventy five.
0: I know. You're you
1: not do. like a heart a healthy seventy five. There's dudes that are seventy five that are ripped and in shape. That's a different animal. He's a hard seventy five. He's you know, he's what a saying? hard
0: seventy five. Yes. Yes. I don't want to be a hard 75. No,
1: but we're not going to. If we continue to do what we're doing, what we're doing now, working out, yeah. drinking water, your vitamins, eating good, getting rest, taking care of your, what you're supposed to do, we won't be a hard 75. Yeah. It's all in your mind. I, don't, I We've been told, oh, you get 50, 60, uh, you should pre- basically lay down prepare for death. It's coming soon. Nah, that's a bad advice. Get your ass no. moving even more. Don't use that crutch. That's yeah. a that's a cop out. If
0: you don't use it, you lose it. You
1: do. Got to use it. Use it. Don't waste it. People waste it. It's waste. They let the years just go by and they waste themselves. Yeah, I
0: was doing a in class this morning. I was doing something where I had to uh, walk out to a high plank, touch my shoulders, and then walk back.
1: Hold on. What, what? Just explain so that again. So
0: you're from a standing position. Mm-hmm. You
1: you're going down. You
0: go down into a high plank. Yes. You walk out to the high plank though. So you put your hand and then you walk out to the high plank, touch one, you touch each shoulder cross body, and then you walk your hands back into a standing position.
1: Do that all the time.
0: And I just thought to myself, like this is, this is good to be, to have the ability to do this in the moment, I really was appreciating my body for the movement. Yes. Because it's a lot of movement. It is. And you're basically touching, your hands are touching the ground and you're standing up. Yes. So flexibility.
1: You're using your whole kinetic chain too.
0: Yes. And so I was thinking to myself, like, this is something I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose the ability to get on the ground and come back up. It's no, really important to be is. able to, to continue to do things like that
1: mm-hmm.
0: so that you. Are able to do things like that
1: that's why i'm a fan of body weight movement i keep saying it i love planks i love burpees i love pull-ups all that stuff using your kinetic chain box jumps jump squats it's everything learn to use your body
0: it's almost like you have to fall in love with yourself like your body like move fall in love with the process movement of movement
1: learn movement you're right movement it's all about movement learn the the next thing i got on my horizon i keep saying it but i need to get to yoga because mm-hmm. cuz i'm already you know i i'm already doing martial arts mm-hmm. yoga is kind of a martial art mm-hmm. in a different way you so- know what
0: you should do is make that a goal for yourself say you know what yes. in the it, sometime in the month of february like set a february goal uh-huh. i am going to go to a yoga class at least one class yes
1: i need to do that like you know what it specific. is you know what it is babe It's is something new and I've only done it one time, and, and and I feel like when it's something new, I'm like, damn, I'm gonna be uncoordinated. I'm gonna be the uncoordinated guy. But you gotta start somewhere.
0: You have to. I know start my body. Somewhere.
1: I know my body pretty good, but yoga is different animal. You gotta hold. Yeah, just a lot you're gonna of static to experience. Stretching.
0: What do they call it? Self-efficacy. Yes. And experience. Yeah,
1: that. yeah. But look, it's never too late. I'll be no. what 48 next week. Not too late to start something. I mean, now. I had
0: to go through that through the process of attending Orange Theory. That's true.
1: You did. And now look where you're at. What year plus now?
0: It's been a year. Well, I'm almost 400 classes in. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say I can, I know what I'm doing at this point.
1: Just like me. I took up learning Muay Thai at the age of 33. I'm almost 48. Look at that. How how many years went by. I'm glad I stuck with it. Love it. So again, you're learning. I'm learning my body. Yeah. Who would think you'd
0: start something new in your thirties and now you've been doing it for 15 years? Yeah. So start something new in your fifties and in your... Mid-60s, you'll have 15 years in. There's yep. still time to there become is. Is. experienced at things, even yeah. as you age. And I've had to remind myself that. We
1: tap out too before.
0: soon. Before, like I said, not so much with health and fitness, because my mindset is is pretty solid there. But in other mm-hmm. aspects of my life, I find mm-hmm. that I tell myself it's too late. I'm already too old to... Achieve this or that or fix something or whatever it may be. And it's not too late. There's plenty of time. I'm only 46, but I'll be 47 very soon. 47. You know what
1: it is? We put limitations and we use these numbers. Mm -hmm. Oh, we only have this. It's it's all BS. So many things people accomplish later in life. Like, not to get too off topic, this one lady took up jujitsu at 50, became a black belt by 60. You know how hard that is to do? She dedicated Mm -hmm. herself. takes at least 15 years to be a black belt. Consistent. She did it in 10. That goes to show you, like, she put her mind to it. I seen another lady got a, a either a PhD or a master's in her 80s. I'm like, dang, she went back to school. Like, that's amazing. Wow. To accomplish things like that. She, she didn't say, oh, I'm too old. I can't learn anymore. Because what we know, that's not true. Your brain can learn. It's always learning. Yes,
0: it's always. There's learning. There's no cap off.
1: There's no. Oh, I'm this age and I can't learn anymore. That's fake. And the other thing true.
0: that we re- that I didn't, I wasn't aware of the the that the bones have the ability to the, the remodeling of the bones. Yes, the
1: remodeling so you of the can bones.
0: continue to like train your bones and strengthen your bones
1: mm-hmm. even
0: as you are older. Even as you become older, you're you have the ability to, you know, that's why walking is so important and staying mobile because you can improve you know, the functionality of your bones. And it's not like what you have is what you get. And that's it.
1: No, not at all. Not at all.
0: And and a lot of our, a lot of the things in our body can, but like we recently were talking about the heart though, the damage you do to your heart is permanent. The heart does not repair itself. You can prevent further damage. Yes. And you can, you know, stop kind of like, Further damaging it, but you can't, you cannot undo the damage you do to nope. your heart. So it's really important to like treat it well.
1: Yes, because you only get one. Chances are you're not going to get two in this life. Very few people get a heart transplant and live to tell about it. Yeah, so exactly. Take care That's, of your heart, people.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Don't mess around with it.
0: Yeah, the heart is the last. In most cases, instead of like, in, not in the cases of like a heart attack, but like in cases of where you die from something else, the heart is the last organ to shut down. I learned that when my mom was in hospice. So the hospice nurse was kind of like walking us through the process of how the body shuts down, which besides the emotional stuff, I, I became fascinated with the science of it all.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, kind of separate. I was able to compartmentalize the two. And the science of the shutdown of the body was just incredible. It's a very systematic process of shutting down
1: processes that you can't control internally that are going on. Nope, it's like someone's going in there and turning off levers, yeah, little by little, and then it's kind by of like
0: they're shutting down one organ at a time, and, yep. the, and when one's completely shut down, it rolls to the next organ, and it's kind of like the liver, the kidneys, the lungs, the heart.
1: Wow! So
0: that is why if somebody is dying like a natural death. They will they will have one last breath. Yes. But then they're technically still alive until their heart stops beating. Wow. It's the last thing to go is the heart. Crazy. So it's interesting. It's like a systematic kind yeah. of shutdown. But the heart is kind of like an amazing, an amazing organ. Wow. It's got it's so intricate.
1: It is. Very it's, intricate. It's crazy. Hey, by the way, I like your sweater. It's nice. What was oh, it Lululemon? Nice Lululemon. Lululemon. I always make fun. He says
0: Lulu Lemon.
1: Yeah. No, I, try, I try to act like I'm French. I'm just joking. It's
0: not. It's actually... Um,
1: it looks comfortable. C-
0: CRZ Yoga is oh, the Speaking new. of
1: yoga. Oh, CRZ Yoga? Yeah,
0: it's a CR... Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of yoga. It's a company. I actually started working with them um, November. They had sent me some products and I mm, fell awesome in love. Like... I'm picky about my workout clothes. I'm so picky about it. And I fell in love with what they sent me. Like it's Lululemon quality without being Lululemon. So I did a haul for them. And I found that how I know when I love something is when I constantly reach for it. So when I'm getting ready to work out every day, I'm always reaching for those products. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to reach out to them and see like, hey, do you have an ambassador program? Like I want to work with you guys regularly. I want more products. I want, I love the stuff. I haven't done that with a clothing company oh. in a very long time it's been years i'm very particular of who i work with but anyways i so i started working with them and i just did another haul i love their stuff it's very much nice. lululemon quality yeah. inspired by lululemon like this is literally a dupe for the scuba hoodie that i'm wearing uh, and so the price point difference so like a scuba hoodie i think it's like 128 dollars
1: from that, from lululemon uh,
0: this is 48 so what's that 65 percent cheaper?
1: So you can get two for the price of one almost.
0: mm hmm And uh, I have a discount code for them, by the way. It's Mrs. CoJ 10 percent off. I'll link it down in the description. I'm, I'm not kidding you guys, I really love it. You know that I only talk about products that I truly love, that I truly use. Yeah. This is one of them.: Yeah, that's good.: But uh, yeah, I was happy with everything I got. I actually just posted a haul on a recent haul on YouTube. Um, I need to find
1: more like nice workout clothes
0: the stuff that we recently discovered from Amazon um, I like the the sweat brand Those that was really good what the gym people for you yeah, yeah. so we got to see what other yeah. products they have yeah because usually what happens is if I find if I get a product from a company <clears throat> and I like one thing then I'll immediately go okay the quality is good let me see what else they have so we got to look at the gym people for you and then the um i think it was like what is it called into the minute into the moment i don't know what the brand is but it's your t shirts that you actually usually wear on this podcast you're not wearing one now but i loved those two on you those look good you wanted me to order more right but size down
1: yeah size down your boys trimming down
0: yeah i do i linked baggy those. On,
1: the larger getting baggy on me
0: i linked those on my amazon storefront i have a men's men's fashion playlist or um idea list there for any of you guys who are looking for stuff for your husbands but all right, moving on. Moving on. Since most people right now in the month of January are in a calorie deficit because that's when people do this, that's when they try to lose weight. They're yes, trying. I they're wanted getting to ready talk to about body. Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, calorie deficits. But um, I also wanted to say that I am st- I am going to be doing a challenge for my clients. It's still open. Registration's still open. Um, but starting February 6th, I'm doing a 12-week transformation challenge. That there'll be prizes, there will be, you know, motivation along the way, but just an opportunity to have something to work towards because that just tends to help us mentally. Yeah. When you have goals, specific goals to work towards. You got
1: something to look forward to, you know, you're motivated.
0: Yeah. So I started this morning with an interesting text from a friend of mine. She has a son. He's an adult, but he's heavily into bodybuilding, but, you know, he's always worked by himself. Mm -hmm. Um, in bulking and trying to put on size and muscle. He's done a really good job yeah. in in that bulking process. But now he has a coach cuz he he wants to be a competitive bodybuilder. Oh, so he has really a coach. trying to go there, huh? He started he's he's just 3 days into his cutting phase and she contacted me cuz she was worried. She's like, "This guy is starving. Like he's starving, he's miserable. Something's got to be wrong. He, they've got his calories too low, you know." <clears throat> she just like we're going to test him for hypothyroidism he's already lost three pounds in three days like panic mode so i'm like okay let's dissect this a little bit and Break like this it is down. this is good information for for, for you guys who yes. are maybe feeling the same way on your calorie deficit maybe not as dramatic um yeah, maybe not so as dramatic. you know it might be like um easy to say like oh gosh his coach probably has him on too low of calories he shouldn't be that hungry or whatever mm. but uh, you got to collect data before you make an opinion. So I was like, well, well, approximately what was he eating before? Before of this, this um, deficit. She's, she thinks about 4,000 4, calories. He's a big guy, bodybuilding. So this is a lot, high numbers. Um, been doing this now for a few years, eating about 4,000 calories, lots of protein. I think his cut deficit, I think to have him at 3,000 calories. I was like, well. A thousand calorie deficit in cut for competition prep, that'll yield you about two pounds of fat loss per week. It sounds pretty normal. Yeah. Doesn't sound Not excessive. Right. No. For a man, a thousand calorie deficit doesn't sound excessive. So, okay, that sounds about right. But she said, but he's already lost three pounds. And I was like, well, if he was consuming... 4,000 calories, and now he's consuming 3,000 calories. And the majority difference there, because his protein's probably pretty constant, is he's probably consuming a lot less, a thousand calories of less carbohydrates. Yes, of course. So that reduction in carbohydrates is going to cause water loss. Yep. So while, yes, he's probably also losing fat, I didn't feel that his calorie deficit was too aggressive. I felt like he's probably losing water, so that's for the that would explain that rapid drop after only three days, three pounds. Um, And beyond that, what he's experiencing is hunger, because there's no way around
1: it. You guys, welcome to
0: the calorie deficit. It's it's called
1: going through the suck. We all got to go through it. That's what it is. I guess what guys, I take cold showers now for a little bit over a month. It don't get it any easier. I just got to go do it. I jump right in and it sucks every morning for three minutes. And then I feel great after. And let me, let me say, I enjoy the process actually, because it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. So same thing. We're losing weight. It's a challenge. He's
0: going through the suck.
1: Go through the suck. He's and let me tell suck. you, you
0: That's know, it. it is so easy when you get approached as a coach. And I, I'm, I was approached as a coach, like a friend. I'm i I'm, I'm a good friend of this person and I wouldn't coach a bodybuilder. So it's not like a competition thing where I'm trying to, you know, Take the client or anything, but when other coaches get approached, the first thing I notice a lot of times is they want to like say that the other coach is doing it wrong.
1: Yep, always.
0: I challenge you not to do that. What I gave the advice I gave to her was listen. I don't see anything alarming. Did you
1: break it down real quick? Her, his what he's taking in out of three thousand? How much protein? How much carbs? She didn't get information. No, I didn't okay. get that.
0: All right, that that breakdown. Just generalized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what what I told her was what he wanted to do because they're telling him contact your coach this is crazy they're nervous right and i'm like listen he's three days in he's right i agreed with him her son he's like listen let me tough it out let me wait until monday my check-in and then i'll talk about it i'm like yeah because what the coach is trying to do right now not to say that these are the right calories for him but the coach needs you to follow what you gave him what you gave them Mm -hmm. so that he can see how your body responded to what he gave you. If you start deviating because you're too hungry, I'm going to eat some more rice cakes or whatever, then he's not going to have good, good, pure data come Monday to make adjustments off of yep. because you really didn't eat the what he set forth for you. And you're not dizzy you're not passing out you're not experiencing low blood sugar you're just experiencing hunger welcome to the calorie deficit world of competitive bodybuilding that's it you're going to be hungry you're going to be tired you're going to be grumpy yep you're going to be all the things um especially if this is your first time ever experiencing being in a deficit you've been bulking for quite some time most people fall into this category, by the way, not in a bodybuilder way, but think about it in a transformation way. You just came off the holidays eating all the things, Yes. the cookies, the, the you know, the pastries, the treats. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Welcome to the suck. Like you said, that's it.
1: There's nothing you can do about it. You got to go through it. There's no, I'm going to go around to be sneaky. There's no, I'm going to go under You got to go right through it. That's it. Right through it. Don't give me that. I'm hungry. My stomach hurts. That's part of the process. Yeah. You're becoming a beast. Guess what? When he does this for three months and he goes, just look in the mirror. He's going to be like, damn, I'm a beast. I never imagined the way and I, I, I could look. I believe
0: his coach is an Olympian. I think he knows what he's doing. Huh? His coach. I think he, he 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 was not. He didn't win the Olympia, but he is an Olympian. He, uh, Olympia. You mean he competed Olympia, in the Olympia? Com- yes.
1: The biggest stage yes. of all bodybuilding shows. He's doing. Yes.
0: But he needs. But not to say. And what I said was, listen, she because she thought should we get tested for hypothyroidism? I said no. no he doesn't have hypothyroidism. She's However, panicking. I thought it would be a good idea to go get some baseline blood work done yes. before you enter into a new regimen because then you have a baseline. So then you know, a year from now, if you go get your blood done and there's something funky, you'll know, is this because of the things I've been doing over the past year or has this been going on for years? Mm -hmm. So if you're making a, a shift in your lifestyle, it's really good, actually really great idea to get your blood work. Cause here's, here's another example for lifestyle clients. We both did it. Remember? If you don't get your blood work done, and a year from now, you're on a program, and then you, you finally do get your blood work done, and you have high cholesterol. Then you're going to be like, oh, this program I was on gave me high cholesterol. How do you know it wasn't double before you started the program?
1: You don't. You're you don't assuming.
0: know. Right.
1: And assuming means you make an ass out of you and me.
0: Yes. Assuming. Making an ass. So yeah, I actually thought blood work was a good idea. But I also thought he should stay the course until Monday. Tough it out. Don't deviate.
1: No.
0: Um, And then an experienced coach will take the data, take the biofeedback, because biofeedback is important too when you talk to your client. How are you feeling? How's your sleep? How's your energy levels? Okay, let's see what the scale did. Let's look at what your body looks like. And then a good coach will take that information and make adjustments accordingly. But the suffering is part of the process. You
1: have to suffer. Everybody, don't nobody want to suffer? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants it easy in life. No, 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 no. We got to suffer. We're just living in an era where things are easier. But imagine if you, if you had to live 500 years ago. You know how much harder life was back then? So no, mm-hmm. we have to go through the suck sometimes in life. That's just the way it is. So sorry, people, if this hurts your feelings and you don't want to experience that. You, there's no other way. Mm-hmm. If, if you want to lose weight, you're going to experience a little bit of suck. You got to be a little hungry.
0: Yeah, you're going to be hungry. It's the way it goes. And, and some of the other things that's what I want, really wanted to discuss is things you can expect, like when you start a calorie deficit. So for sure, hunger, because your body is used to the amount of food it used to get. So it doesn't like the fact that it's going to be forced to dip into savings, which is your stored body fat. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like that. That's not no. a natural process. It doesn't want to do that. Just like we don't like to dip into our savings accounts to pay bills.
1: True, you're right, right. yeah. Your
0: body doesn't like to do that too. So you know how sometimes instead of dipping into savings account, you'll just figure out a way to make more money so you don't have to dip into your savings? Yes. Your body is doing that. Let's figure out a way to get more calories so we don't have to dip into stored body fat. How does your body do that? It releases a hormone called ghrelin. Ghrelin. Ghrelin, to me, ghrelin sounds like... Exactly like what it is, doesn't right? it? Like they, you're, they think about an ugly your stomach name. growling. Yeah. Ghrelin, ghrelin. Your stomach growling. And that is uh, the hunger hormone.
1: Yes, yeah, like, uh, mm-hmm. feed me.
0: So you will release ghrelin in an attempt to get you to consume more calories. You have to, you have to refuse it. You have to not respond to it.
1: Is there any medications out there or pills that block that feeling? Well. Do you have anything? Uh, Welcome
0: to the world of um, fat loss medications, Ozempic and all of those things. That's what that does. They it alters both your brain and yes, your the the release of ghrelin. That is how those are those medications work because they combat hunger. So you are not hungry, so you don't overeat and it puts you into a calorie deficit. That's exactly what those medications do. That's Uh also what what I wanted to talk to you guys about because if you don't want to, you know, if you're not obese and you don't need weight loss medication and injections, um, you can do other things to combat that hunger. So that's the kind of the tips I wanted to give you guys because it's a big deal. The biggest thing you're uh, going to encounter in a calorie deficit is hungry. And in order to have results, you have to be consistent on that deficit. So if you answer the hunger, you're not going to get results. So what do we do? We have to try to combat that. You can do that by making sure you are eating a lot of protein.
1: Yes. That's very Very important.
0: important that you are eating. Whatever your target is, you could even go over that target as long as you stay within your calorie limit. That'll just, you know, it'll take some calories away from carbs or fats, but it'll help you stay satisfied. Also, making sure the calories you are consuming that they are worth it, that they are something that you're going to spend those calories on something that's going to actually satisfy your hunger. Don't waste calories on liquid calories if you're struggling with hunger because those don't keep you full.
1: No, not at all. Not one bit. Sometimes they make you more hungry. Yeah, it does not make sugary, sugary you drinks. Yeah.
0: Like a 300-calorie, even like a 300-calorie like liquid protein shake, is not going to keep you as full as like a 300 calorie piece of chicken. True. So spend wisely if hunger is your struggle. If hunger is the reason why you're not able to stay consistent, spend those calories wisely, wisely with more protein.
1: And protein has the highest thermic effect on the
0: body. Yeah. So actually, because it because of that, so what that means is that it it takes a lot of calories for our body to digest protein. So the net effect on a diet that's high in protein will be less net calories. So, for example, like if you consume 100 calories worth of chicken, it'll actually take the body 25 calories in order to digest that chicken. So really, you get a bigger deficit benefit. You're, you're only consuming 75 calories. Yeah. So think about this. The more calories that you get from protein, the bigger your deficit is and you don't even realize it. It's increasing your deficit by twenty five percent. Oh wow! Of those protein calories, yeah. things like carbohydrates <laughs> and um, <clears throat> fats are less thermic. So, like carbohydrates, you know, if you consume a hundred calories worth of like broccoli, it's gonna maybe take like three calories to digest it. Mm, yeah, so it's yeah, a big yeah. difference. Yeah, big yeah, difference. Yeah. It adds right. up, and the, that the thermic effect, you know, it does add up. It's not like tons of calories, but cumulatively, so that's why makes a you're
1: comparing three hundred three hundred calorie protein shake. Or three hundred calorie piece of chicken, because the protein shakes can go right through you.
0: Well, no, you—it's still protein.
1: I mean, what so I mean it by still that has a
0: thermic effect, but liquid calories but in general digest quicker. Yes, and they're not as satiating because of volume. The body in your doesn't stomach.
1: have to break it down as much either, as
0: right? Because because think about exactly it's that chicken. process. Yes. It's because it is fast digesting, right? Because it's like liquid calories versus volume calories in your stomach is when your stomach is empty, it's going to release more ghrelin, right? Mm -hmm. But the liquid calories don't fill your stomach for very long. But on that same topic, things that will help keep that full feeling longer, fiber.
1: Fiber, yeah.
0: Fiber. So like psyllium husk. I actually have a supplement that I take when I'm really hungry and struggling, I'll Throw a teaspoon of psyllium husk, powdered psyllium husk, in some water, and I drink it. It is going to almost create like a gluey, fibrous, like, like, um, blob in your stomach that's slow digesting and delays gastric emptying, and <sighs> will keep you fuller longer. Yeah. So you could do something like that before meals as well to like help with with that hunger. There you have it. Um also something to keep in mind during your calorie deficit is that just like in the case of my friend's son, you may lose water weight. If you're if you are suddenly consuming less carbohydrates than you were previously, which probably you are because in a deficit you probably just are consuming less carbohydrates, that initial weight loss you see on the scale is water. Yep. So just to let you know Because sometimes I think people get excited and they say like, oh, my gosh, this is great. So I'm going to lose a pound a day for, you know, it's going to be so fast. Mm. No, it's going to completely halt at some point. Yeah, it stops. Yeah, as far as the water weight goes. And then, you know, as soon as your body establishes like a new baseline. But this is where it gets tricky because not everybody is the same. If you, like a lot of people, are starting your calorie deficit but you're also starting a fitness program, you're not going to see that water drop off because – you might lose water, but you might also hold on to water in the form of glycogen in your muscles because you're starting a new exercise program. So your body's like, "Oh my gosh, Susie Q's starting to work out now. We need to hold on to more glycogen in the muscles to have it ready to go." Well, that will at- increase the scale. So maybe that three pounds you lost on the scale, you're not going to see it because you also are with- retaining more glycogen in your muscles. So now. Three days in, you've seen zero change on the scale. Yeah. It's not to say that things aren't happening. It's true. It's just that things are also happening.
1: Yes. (laughs) You got to let nature take its course and do what it needs to do. You can't rush this process. I think everybody wants instant gratification as a problem.
0: And I feel like perceived, what's that? Like perceived change is so much higher than what's actually, the speed of what's actually happening. Yep. You go from the couch, couch potato, to suddenly eating in a calorie deficit, working out, all that, after five days, you feel like you are doing all the things. You feel like you just worked your ass off. Mm-hmm. Step on a scale, no change. Because you're holding more water from muscles. You've only been on a deficit for five days. You've probably lost a tiny, tiny bit of fat. Yes. It's not reflecting. You, you look in the mirror, you, you expect to see this massive change. And then you're deflated. And then there goes the motivation. Deflated. Then here comes the weekend.
1: And that's, and when, like, that's when the food demons haunt you. They're, they're like, you ready to
0: eat? You're like, man, I just worked so hard and it's not working. It's working.
1: What do we read? You got to set realistic goals. It says yes. that's how like why people get deflated. Yes. Because they're, they're, their expectation goals are way, they're out of the reach. What I mean by that is you're not gonna see a difference within a week or two or your even a month. It expectations takes
0: time. are not realistic. Yes. You have to have realistic expectations. And that is an that's an important role of your coach.
1: Yeah.
0: Is your coach setting realistic expectations yes. for you? Yes. Um, and giving you realistic things to work on. Because um it's also not realistic to be that person that does all the things right off the couch like they start their transformation they are walking 10,000 steps they used to walk 2,000 they are eating in a deficit they used to eat thousand more calories a day they are working out five times a week they had never stepped into a gym they are taking supplement they're doing um, that's a million things guess what's going to happen you feel like you're doing so many things you're going to expect this massive transformation after a week two even three weeks you're not going to feel rewarded Mm -hmm. because you're not going to see the reflection of your work and so it's so overwhelming all the things you're doing you're just going to stop doing everything yep it's much better to ease into things and kind of like layer in
1: learn Learn yourself. Learn about you. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to have bumps along the way. You're not going to be absolutely perfect when you're starting a new nutrition program or workout, mm-hmm. whatever. It's, you're going to have bumps along the way. You're going to have yeah. those daily battles of, do I eat this? Do I eat that? Do I go to the gym today? Do I not? And that's okay. You just got to get through it mm-hmm. one day at a time.
0: And the most important thing I think is setting realistic action goals. You know, what I mean by that is set realistic action goals for yourself, like in the moment, like if you're just first starting out, like I just had this conversation with my clients. I'm like, listen, if you are struggling, I know that doing all the things is tempting, but if you can't even stay consistent with your food volume, I don't want you worrying about anything else. I just want you to count your calories. Let's go like 1985 and just count calories and pretend that that's all that matters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then we can get a little bit more, you know, complicated with it and be like, okay, let's also track protein because protein is going to help you with that deficit. Keeping it high is going to help you um, stay on the calorie limit. But let's just focus on that and nothing else. Uh, It was interesting. I actually had a client who said, man, I thought, I'm so glad I came to coaches chats. I do like a weekly coaches chat. She goes, because I thought that I was messing up. Because I was, I kept being over on my fats, but I was hitting my protein and I was in my calorie limit, but I was so frustrated. I felt like I was failing. So I just stopped tracking. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, no, it, it, it's okay if you're over on your fats. It, it just means if you're staying within your calorie limit, it just means your carbs are lower. Yeah. You know, it people get fixated on Little rules, and and keep in mind that the more rules that you set to your on yourself, the more the more times you're gonna fail, and your your brain doesn't like failing.
1: Mm-mm. You don't feel good, so Internal. you it
0: won't want to do those things that are making it not feel good. So it's important to remember that. So your brain likes to be rewarded, and your brain likes success. Your brain likes to achieve goals so set really freaking tiny goals for yourself See,
1: there's a problem is people are chasing the physical that's the problem you gotta you gotta start with the mentals Mm -hmm. up here Mm -hmm. the physical follow it's all up here i'll keep saying Mm -hmm. it's not stop looking at the physical and stop trying to see change in the physical work on your damn mind Mm -hmm. master that mind the body will follow master the mind you have to master the mind everything starts with the brain listen you're not special because you're disciplined. You choose to be. You chose that way. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like you were born with discipline and I'm going to cut this out. No, you chose. You're making a choice and you're staying within your discipline. and You're staying consistent. That's why you're successful. That's the only difference. People just don't. They just change this. They, they, they look at the mirror and they're chasing the physical.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You got to work on your mind.
0: And I know that it's part of is... It's going through the suck. I yes. know that's part of the process. Yes. yes.
1: And it does suck. For me too, it sucks. I love to eat mm-hmm. just like anybody else. I love all that bad food. Mm. Donuts, pizza, burgers, fries. We, are,
0: we all love that. all that stuff. Yes.
1: But you got to have limits on yourself, mm-hmm. man. You have to cap off limits. You have to tell yourself, I can only have one cheat meal a week. Yeah. Not the whole day. Not twice a week. You got you to set limits on yourself. You have mm-hmm. to be your own police. No one else can police you but yourself. Not your coach. Not your mom. Not your dad. Not the dogs, yourself.
0: And here's the thing. I'm not saying that you gotta eat chicken and broccoli. No. You can have and I'm no. I'm proof because I share what my calorie deficit meals are. You can have plenty of food, delicious meals, treats, and still stay within your calorie limit. Yes. So, you know, it's not necessarily that you are deprived. I don't I don't believe in that. I don't believe in that style. I, no. I don't I don't like it. I don't believe in it. I think uh-uh. it sets people up for failure. Yes it does. And there's absolutely no reason for extreme deprivation. Or let me tell you, oh my God, I cannot handle all of the New Year's diets and coaching programs that came out. Like all these diets that make it complicated on purpose. You've seen it? Yeah, I just see it. All like the, all the
1: they make gibberish. it
0: complicated because then it feels like you need the program. I think that companies and some coaches, they purposely they want to make themselves needed, so they'll make something feel complicated, you know. And maybe it's to my complicated detriment. Complicated and
1: like sound important, like oh, our program, look how legit it is. They're throwing big fancy words. Yeah, like words. oh,
0: this is my this is my low carb day, so I can't have this and that because I have to have a low carb day after a high carb day. That's a bunch of baloney. Fake news. You do not. It, Are you, what are your goals? I mean, let's break it down. What are your goals? Lifestyle changes, health, weight loss. You don't need a carb cycle. I, I, you do not need to cycle carbs if you are doing this for lifestyle transformations, period. These, these programs that sound cool. They have these real specific macros that you have to hit each day. And oh my gosh, it's a it's a low, it's a high carb day. Yay, it's a high carb day. You can make every fucking day a high carb day. <laughs> as long as you're staying within your calorie That's limit. Tr- yep. Like don't buy the hype, you yes. guys. Don't buy the rules. Don't buy the fact that you can't eat bread or you can't eat pasta or you can't. I do all the things. Yeah. And I've you. They've I, been
1: demonized. The pastas, the breads. Oh no, you can't have that because there's carbs and starches.
0: And listen, I am the statistic, okay? I am a perimenopausal, if not menopausal woman who's almost 47 years old, who has now entered into a calorie deficit. During that calorie deficit, I will be eating and have been eating bread, pasta. I've had a magnum ice cream bar. Every single day since I started my deficit, and I'll let the results speak for themselves. That's it. I mean, because uh, the results are there. The results are coming. I see yeah. them. I already feel them. You know, I'm what? Uh, what am I? Nineteen days in, almost three weeks into a, a deficit, and I, I already feel the difference. And I am supposedly, supposedly. Because I'm perimenopausal and it's hormo- hormones, a calorie deficit doesn't work. Bullshit. Bullshit. It works. Yes, it, it still does. works. The what only was your daughter thing-
1: eating the other night for a snack instead of ice cereal. Cream? Frosted flakes.
0: <laughs> Frosted flakes.
1: And guess what? She makes it work within her macros. Yeah,
0: because you can.
1: She makes it work. Don't
0: believe the hype. Don't yeah. buy into the the fact that you think you need to have this really specialized super strict um, regime because of a condition you have or the the studies don't support that. The studies still support that a calorie deficit works. The challenge becomes figuring out what that deficit is based on your protocol, based on your statistics, your limitations, your conditions.
1: Yeah. Because
0: it does impact that to some degree. But don't buy the hype because Mm-mm. it's not simply not true. Yep. Don't
1: overcomplicate it. Yeah. People overthink and overcomplicate mm-hmm. things. You don't need to. I know another thing that I, that I read recently. Your body doesn't know whether the eggs were raised f- correctly. What is it? Farm, they have uh, cage free and all that mm-hmm. versus whether well, on a pen. Yeah,
0: they say it's largely overhyped.
1: Yeah. Same to with meat. Yeah, is it better to get grass-fed meat versus grain-fed? Yeah, but your body, it it doesn't know it's meat. It just knows it's protein. It doesn't differentiate where it's organic or not, you guys.
0: That's
1: what I'm trying to get to. The
0: benefits are largely inflated, and so are the prices. Yes. And then they make people feel like they have to have a lot of money in order to be healthy. Yes. So if they don't have a lot of money, they just think, I can't do it because I can't afford that. It's not true. Go to Walmart. Go to Costco, buy what you can. You do not have to buy the organic, cage free, you know, humanely this, that, and the other in order to reach your health and fitness goals. Don't be shamed out of eating your frosted flakes or milk for that matter. If you don't have a, we just talked about this. Milk is so nutrient dense, but it's been vilified. If you do not have a, Reason not to drink milk because of your health, because of like you don't, you are have an intolerance to dairy. If you don't have an intolerance and you tolerate it well, milk is very nutritious. It's got tons of protein in it, calcium, Tasted lots of protein amazing protein health shake. benefits. So if you don't have a reason to avoid milk, you do not need to avoid milk. It is another one that's lumped into the pasta, bread, you know. Yes everything in moderation yeah dairy and dairy's got a bad rap big time but Mm -hmm. but it has lots and lots of nutrients all right you guys so hopefully we have shed some light on some things you can expect in a calorie deficit maybe some ways to help you through that calorie deficit but um thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you on the next one see
1: you on the next one